All right, welcome back to another MFA Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, The Zim. Check it out. Today we have Noe Alonzo. But before we talk to Noe, I have a few announcements to make. And of course, I always keep my announcements on the MFA Chronicles podcast to three minutes or less. So you can just kind of skip ahead until you start to hear two people talking instead of just one. First of all, I want to make sure you're staying safe and healthy during the pandemic. Please be responsible, wear your mask. You know, consider that we're still in it. <laughs> it's still going on. It's still a thing. So uh, please uh, do what you can to help stop the spread. I'd appreciate that. And I think everyone else will as well. And then also I've decided, you know, as you've probably heard the last few podcasts, but I've definitely decided, you know, I'm trying to think about what can I do to make our society and potentially the world a better place. And one of the things is in light of the, current situation in America with police brutality and the protests that are accompanying it, I uh, want to just remind you, use this platform to remind you of ways that you can also help make the world a better place, our society a better place. And right now, currently, you know, once all the protests have died down and people start to get back into their normal routines, you know, we need to help those institutions that are still fighting for these causes to be able to do what they need to do. And one of the best ways to do that is to donate. So please consider donating to one of the institutions that you feel best represents what you want to have happen and see. And I've posted a list of a bunch of places you can support uh, communities of color in the description of this podcast. Just go find it on mfachronicles.com or wherever you're listening to it, such as Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. And you can uh, click the link and pick one. There's like a list of 135 different institutions. I'm currently donating to Black Lives Matter's Global Network. It's listed under the policy reform institutions on that list. But beyond that as well, making sure that you actually vote is really important. So I also posted a link to making sure that you are registered to vote. If you're not, please do that. And then if you are registered, just make sure you do your homework and vote for people that you believe in. Super important. If you want to support this podcast, it's patreon.com slash the Zim. And I will be donating half of my Patreon support for the rest of the year to um, a, a institution supporting uh, the equal justice in social justice for communities of color. So check it out. Also, check out the podcast at mfachronicles.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. All right, let's do this. Can you hear me? I can. I can. How are you? Good. Let me uh, turn on the head, the, mic, the webcam. Wait one second. Sure. The <laughs> first time I use Zoom, so. No problem. How are you today? Very tired. Very tired, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling that a little bit, too. So, uh, yes. mm -hmm. oh, go on. Oh, no, I was just going to um, kind of like, you know, I, I have a list of questions here that I'll just go through. I don't know how long it'll be. I typically like, you know, I don't go over an hour, but um, oh, that's, that's all right. I mean, I'm going on to do today. Yeah, <laughs> but I like to keep it at under an hour, but it could be 20 minutes. It could be an hour. It just depends on how I go through the questions and how we how we do all that stuff. But mm -hmm. um. And there's no real kind of, it's pretty casual. There's no real like rules or anything. I just, I just was, 
as I as we talked over um, it, uh, Instagram, basically, you know, I discovered you through a project I did in school. Um, I had to do a to like design a font based on we had this. It was like an assignment based on a music genre, and the music genre that I was assigned was a uh, um, K-pop, actually. And so, K-pop. Yeah, I'm as far flung from K-pop as you can get. Yeah, but it was just. But what what happened was I was doing research on, um, like signage and different things, trying to get some cultural kind of influence from just Korea in general. And I saw your photographs, and they were kind of like inspired me to like, um, kind of look at at. The, the signage, the way you did them. But just in my research, I found your photographs and I was really inspired by them. So I was, I was like, well, I, I started following you on Instagram and, and things like that. So I figured I'd started this podcast and I figured I'd reach out and, and see if you had anything to say about... Sure, um, I mean, I'm always down to <laughs> talk to people. Cool. It's awesome. Well, I'm glad we were able to connect. I like to start off like kind of with... Um, I try to find like an icebreaker type of question. And then in my research, um, you know it says you know you say you're you're into anime and i wanted to find out what um does is is akira still the holy grail of anime and if not like um, what is it for is for my genre of photography i think it is yeah yeah what kind of um what kind of anime is are you into these days are you is there any shows that you're really into like if I was, because I, I haven't really watched anime for a long time. I was like, I got introduced yeah, to it. Yeah, there's plenty, but because of the whole virus thing, like all the studios stopped updating. Yeah. So like there's funny ones like One Punch Man. And Seven Deadly Sins is pretty cool. And Attack on Titan, also really nice. And uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of new stuff. Or Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Code Geese. Uh, pretty much when the virus hit, I just started watching as many as I could because there was nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what um do you have like a favorite? Do you have like a top like this is my all-time favorite? Uh it's probably Great Teacher Onizuka. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a really old one, but that's one of the reasons I came a teacher. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's oh, that's good to know. Cuz I definitely there's a part of this podcast where I'd like to, you know, I'm in school, I'm getting my master of fine arts and there's a part of this podcast where I like to explore the idea of of education in the arts. And so we'll get to that because um, I do have a question regarding some of that already. But I wanted to talk, you mentioned already just like the pandemic. How has the pandemic affected you? What has the pandemic been like in Korea? You're in Korea, right? That's where you are? Yeah. Yeah. And um, how has the government, how's like the, the society around you been dealing with it? And how have you been dealing with it? Do you feel like the the Korean government's doing a good job of, of leading and, and educating about it? Yeah, I think people here tend to listen to science more than America, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so if the government says, uh, please wear a mask and don't go outside if you don't have to, and people listen. Yeah. And that's it. And that's that's how the virus just stopped. Just people just listened and that's it. Yeah. And how was it for you personally? Like what what kind of what was the biggest change for your routine? Mm, I have my my schedule you know like i go to gym like at 6 a.m and then i go to work and then the afternoon i go shoot if it's rainy and then edit and sleep yeah and uh, as long as i keep my mind busy i don't i don't get depressed or anything like that you know 
uh, but yeah, once the virus hit, like it was all out the door. No gyms. Uh, schools were closed till like the middle of last month or something. Mm-hmm. And couldn't really go out to shoot. Maybe I just shoot around the neighborhood, but I shot around this block, just this block for like I don't know how long now. Mm. And uh, you know, people are going out these days more and more. Uh, a little safer, but not as safe as long as everyone wear a mask. But since I'm a teacher, I have to be extra careful. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to lose my job. You know. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Have so you? So I get. No, I get friends message me like, "Hey, you want to go out shooting?" want to go out take some just walk around take photos i'm like uh i want to but i don't i can't you know at yeah. the same time i don't have much motivation to do so it's been a while yeah has it been like has that's one thing that's been affecting some of the you know artists in my community is they find their motivation has been lower because of the pandemic and because of kind of staying at home is that that's similar for you then yeah it just kind of bums me out and yeah I get sad really easily, you know. So okay, sure. That kind of stuff just keeps me uh, operating below capacity, I guess you can say. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any ways or, or thoughts like that helps you get out of that kind of like low place when you're um, when you're in it? Do you have any? One of the things I like to talk about, like, so there's a lot going on, obviously. Well, with with the pandemic's a big thing that's global, right? In America, we're, we're dealing, we have a lot of um, a protest going on right now with, um, you know, civil rights stuff. I heard just, I just happened to be watching, uh, I uh, saw on Twitter that there's like a, a kind of a political um, bombing or something in on the border between North Korea. Oh, you shouldn't worry about that. North <laughs> Korea does stuff like that all the time. Oh, okay, because I was going to ask about that and see what how that might have been affecting um, the lifestyle right now. But um, whenever North Korea does something and like, people don't really pay attention because they do it all the time, it's just, oh, they probably just want money, you know? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> so- it's, it's routine, you know? Oh, okay. So it's just, it feels routine. It's like nothing to be concerned about, really. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, your president tweets something outrageous, <laughs> you just become numb to it. You're like, oh, all right, it's routine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the question around it, though, is like with life and with things, like what are what's something that you do to um, help you unwind and help you decompress from things or help you get into uh, a, a, a settled mind, I guess? Um, the gym. The gym is your main but thing? The gym's been closed. Actually, I started going last week again, so it started to feel much better. Yeah. But it was really hard a few months without it. You know, cause usually, I work out the stress. Yeah. Has that always been the case, or is that something you learned through time, like at, at uh, some point? It's, it's, it's always been the case. You yeah. know, it's, it keeps me in shape. It keeps me tired and focused. You know, if, I can, if I don't go to a gym, I have too much energy, and then at night, I can't sleep which means the next day I'm really in a bad mood like yeah. that. But if I can go to the gym, then at night I sleep like a log. Yeah. Are you a weights guy or a cardio guy? Weights. Weights. Yeah. I mean, I ride my bike a lot, but I'm not into the marathon runner look. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, that's kind of, I used to be a distance runner in high school and stuff. So it's like, I'm kind of more of that side of thing. I'm more of like, not necessarily the marathon runner, but like, more of a cardio guy. I mean, I ride my bike for like five or six hours a day on a weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not like 
trying to keep my heart rate up to like 300 or something, just casual, enjoy, walk around. If I see something that catches my eye, maybe I'll come back with the camera like that. So what is, is well, I, I wanted to ask, what's been, um, has Korea at all, or have you been keeping track of anything of, of like the, the civil rights protests that have been going on? Is, is there anything in the community aware of it or because- Oh, you're... there's a protest here in Korea too. Okay. But, uh, well, like the way I, well, I don't live in America anymore, so yeah. I don't really care about American politics <laughs> so much, you know? Sure. I don't know, it's like, when I talk to my American friends back home, when I see their posts on Facebook or Twitter, all they do is post like left or right stuff. You know, it's yeah. like, like if anything that moving abroad has taught me, like there's more to life than just politics, but it seems in America, that's the only thing people live for, like politics. Mm -hmm. And they feel outraged when other countries don't care about their politics. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like uh, it's, it's, the world's a big place, and America is just one country out of a couple of hundred, right? So, yeah, whatever happens there is not really my thing. Yeah, no, that's that's a good. Um, it's kind of a uh, good question or good kind of segue into the other another idea I wanted to bring up was like, what's the what's the, what are some of the other bigger big differences between living in Korea and living in America? I think that might be one of the big ones. Like, that, you know, in the U.S. Funny. states, you wake up and you just want to know the news about the politicians. And yeah. here, you just want to know, like, okay, what am I going to do today? Who am I going to meet? What's going on event-wise? Like that. Like, yeah. people live, people live here, and over there, you just your life revolves around politics. You know, it's really strange. Yeah. Now that I, now that I live outside that bubble, you know yeah. what I mean? No, I understand. I mean, I. For a long time, I just kind of ignored politics, but this moment right now that we're living through has really like kind of got me more interested because I want to be informed about what's going on and vote for the people I believe in. And yeah, I mean the movement itself. I don't think it's politics. I think it's just human decency. Yeah. So yeah, but like regarding everything else that goes on, is like. Why do I care? Some senator in some state is doing somewhat. I, I don't even live there. You know, it's like yeah. Like yeah. you ask, you tell anybody here, you try to talk to anyone in Korea about American politics. Like, why do I care? You know. Yeah. But what what are some of the when you first uh, like may, when you first kind of were were going through this adventure of becoming uh, moving moving abroad and what were some of those those little nuanced things like food or or a snack or, or music or, or something that was like different and strange to you compared to like America that really like caught your, caught you at, at that, that, that when it was new still for you. When people get a cold here, they can go to a doctor and won't break the bank. You know, <laughs> like two, three bucks. Oh, okay. I was shocked. You know, every time my coworkers get sick, they go to a doctor. I was like, I only go to a doctor if I'm dying. You know? <laughs> Is that, like that has that changed for you now that you've lived there? Are you kind of culturally have you started to to change how you think about like those types of things? Yeah, I mean, if I if I get sick, I'll go to a doctor. Yeah. It's right across my work. Um, here people drive like shit, you know, really bad. Okay, <laughs> pretty terrible, you know. Man. But what the point I want to get to is like. Uh, they park on the sidewalks and the motorcycle is driving the sidewalks behind you. Okay. 
sometimes you'd be walking on the sidewalk and a car is driving behind you. It's like, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it like, I um, I got to visit, um, so I think San Diego, I live in San Diego, as, um, and I think the driving here is pretty terrible. But I've also, I haven't, I haven't been abroad very often, but the only place I've been was in Italy. And the driving there was just like, you know, white knuckling, like, no like no lanes just swerving in and out is it kind of like that style driving then too no i mean the streets are very westernized like america but the problem is laws here are more like suggestions you know like americans are like most of them do follow the law and the Mm -hmm. order you know like oh you gotta walk here because that's what the sign says and like that yeah but here it's like uh no one really pays attention to the laws yeah and whenever something goes wrong, Koreans are like, what? How could this happen? <laughs> nobody nobody follows the safety protocols, you know? It's just... Yeah. Is there less... Uh, so I guess that's one good thing about America is you got all these laws and regulations. Yeah. yeah. People don't realize that it helps them a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for example, workers in a restaurant got to keep a level of sanitation. And uh, here, man, there's some restaurants just don't even care about that. But the food's good, so like no one cares until <laughs> there's like some uh, virus outbreak, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, with the with the driving kind of idea, because it's kind of there's the lack of laws. Is there also a la- a, like less like road rage type of situation because people know? Oh no, Koreans got a lot of road rage. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's got. I don't really know why. I just think that well, this culture is like very hierarchical for them, not for me because I'm not Korean. Yeah, but they're all, they're always like kissing ass somebody like the boss. So I guess like when they finally get behind the wheel, they just take it out. Yeah. So what was the main uh, catalyst for wanting to move um, to Korea? Uh, well, I wanted to teach, right? Okay. But you know, I think I don't have to tell you the way the state of teachers in America, right? It's just, yeah. I used to teach in middle school and. Some uh, first you have like girls hitting on me, students openly in class. Then you have like gangster wannabes, and they come come out with a knife in class and stuff like that. Mm. People students want to fight you in class. I'm like, I don't want to do this here, you know. So mm. Then you gotta buy your own supplies and all that. So I was like, mm, there's gotta be some place better. Yeah. So what is it? You, what do you teach then? I teach English here. Okay. Okay. Uh, second language. Does I got my master's in linguistics. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll use this teaching moment because um, you also on your um, like your YouTube and other places in your Instagram, you have your tutorials for your photography and your your art you make. Um, before we get into that, I wanted to ask you more about that. But um, what? How would you define yourself as an artist? Like when people ask you, or like I'm asking you, or or do you have like a kind of an extended ele- elevator pitch kind of idea of how you define yourself? I just kind of do what I want. Yeah. You know? Like I just I was just reading this tweet right now. Someone wrote me like, "This is an art. I'm a, this isn't photography." Blah blah blah. Like whatever, dude. Yeah. This is not great photography. This is great editing. Go okay, screw yourself. You know. Yeah. There's always those people who try to label you by what they want, you know. But I don't really want to be any label. I just want to do what I want. But it mainly, does it mainly, do you think, okay, is the is your camera the main vehicle to do that? Or do you see yourself using other 
forms of of expression as well well i used to play classical guitar okay and i used to make videos like real good quality editing videos like really put lots of effort into it mm-hmm. uh and uh I am learning to paint these days. I mean, I, I've always drawn since I was young, but I was never like great at it. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> one second. Sure. I know what you did. So, uh, yeah, I guess camera's the way to go. Yeah, because you on your um on your Instagram, you kind of have the little tags of neon noir cyber mm. cyberpunk and then anime kind of influences and i watched on your um your youtube channel like the anime influence of like putting that into your photography um and trying to make that kind of a like you just mentioned somebody's tried to comment that you're doing editing or whatever more than photography uh what was the question no it wasn't really i'm a little tired you know oh yeah sure sure no i was just trying to fill out the picture so like there's like an idea of like what it is that you kind of are mainly doing right now so it's like without actually seeing a one of your photos you get get a kind of a sense of kind of what they might look like but i think Mm -hmm. like for me when i was what i was like attracted to especially was the the um like i guess you call the neon noir where you're focusing on the the signs the like the signage of and nighttime settings and signage of the um, the korean and other places like tokyo i believe you shot and and many places as well it within these processes one of the things i saw you know that that idea of editing has come up are there times where you just shoot and like what you shoot is what you kind of publish in a sense or is there always an editing process Within oh, your- I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. Like uh, sometimes I just walk around and I just take a picture of whatever looks good at the time or sometimes I think there's something there, but I'm not sure, but I take the picture anyways. Yeah. And other times, like I said, I'm just riding my bike and I see something and I'm oh, that might look good in the evening or in the rain. So I just come back later in those times. And then uh, sometimes those pictures stay on my computer for months and I don't even touch them or sometimes I just do it the same night and uh, I'll edit them and see how they come out. Occasionally I find photos that I didn't like at the time. They're just, I don't know why I took the picture. I just did. And then it was turned out to be like the best one or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, um, there's kind of like this triangulation that I wanted to explore a little bit with, um, with your teaching as a, you know, a teacher teaching English, you have your art, but then there's also the, um, the kind of online, uh, teaching of the tutorials and how it connects to the, the rest of the online presence that you have. Um, so first, the first question in that is like, do you enjoy like the, the teaching process of showing people how to do your style of, of, you know, production of art making? I did at first, but not anymore. Not anymore. You know, Why is that? Because well, I, I've taught everything I have to teach. Like there's like a tutorial for every single thing I've done. But like, you know, people need to be like spoon fed. Like they're always asking, like, do you have tutorials? Do you have tutorials? Yeah. Like, if you've seen my Twitter or my Instagram or my YouTube, it says right there tutorials. Yeah. If people just 
bother to put a little effort into looking for it. You know what I mean? I think people tend so, to like see that, like they discover you, but they don't do the like, they don't go deep into like your back catalog in a sense. They'll go like, oh, I like that photo. Like, how did you do it? You know, rather than investigating. Yeah. I try to be kind about it, but at some point, I just want to be like a little snarky. Yeah. Like, it's not like I don't have a tourist playlist, you know, it's <laughs> like that. But I I do like teaching, but I just, I don't like YouTube teaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. Because of that, people don't bother to look or people don't bother to look at older videos or uh, they just, no, the average person doesn't really have a grasp of even, even the basic concepts yeah. you know what I mean do you have do you have any formal education in your art making or is it all self-taught something like that um when I was doing my master's I had to take some electives and one of them was like filmmaking well what well, was not exactly filmmaking it was like more like film deconstruction mm -hmm. and uh, we'd study things like lights and placement and mise-en-scene and like all these elements that make up the film that I never realized before. Mm -hmm. So around that times when I started making more videos in the States, but even before that, when I was in high school, I used to make like skating videos of my friends and stuff. Uh, but it's not, it's not until I came to Korea that I got like serious about it, mm -hmm. you know? So that's basically it. Everything else is self-taught. All the editing, all the programs, all the, all the theory books and all that. So I have one right here. This one's just about optics. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not many photographers who bother to learn like the math and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's just I like to I like to know how things work, and uh, nobody else teaches it. So, I figure I might. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of is a good segue into a question I like to ask, and maybe you just answered it. But it's this idea, like. Um, where do you feel you've learned the most about your about art and how how has that influenced your your process and your making probably when i started doing my own thing yeah you know like that twitter comment like this is not photography blah blah i used to be a landscape photographer for like three years okay you no know, and i do everything perfect mm -hmm. you know like the way you're supposed to and that shit never really got me anywhere you know to be honest i mean sure. I, I take some amazing photos but everyone's trying to do the same thing mm -hmm. everyone's just like screaming for attention doing the same things even if their images are all amazing if everyone's images are amazing and no one's really sticking out then you're never really gonna make it you know so uh, i remember i wanted i liked the idea of doing landscapes at night but like street and urban landscapes uh so i started doing that um, but something was missing i couldn't really tell then my friend sold me uh, her compact camera because I had a good camera at the time but I just wanted like a small one to just walk around and uh, I just started taking pictures of street scenes that I like and uh, eventually I got into the whole neon noir stuff and I am where I am now but it wouldn't have happened if I listened to all these people who tell you this is not photography like you gotta do photography like this you gotta do it like that those are all noobs you know, so if, it, if I listen to what other people tell me to do, then I never really get anywhere, I think. Yeah, because this stuff is just what I did for, I did it for myself, just for fun, like, oh, I like this. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, my Instagram, I have two of them. One of them was my professional one. One of them was my personal one. Uh, the professional one never really grew. Okay. You know, it's just just like the landscapes and stuff. It's just, you know, just it's more of the same. And then the big one right now is was my personal one where I just posted stuff I liked, and suddenly that one's got a whole lot of people following mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I wanted to ask about, so you have, like, I looked at your website, and you have, like, a, a lot of different social platforms that you have your your art and out in the world. What has been, what's your relationship with what your goals are with your art and the relationship with the the different social media platforms? Do you do you find, diff, um, like you just mentioned, you know, the personal stuff was the, what you found most success with on Instagram, but is there other things about um, social networks or social media or internet in general that you found is um, works for what you do and, and gaining kind of uh, interest in your work? It's kind of a big wide net yeah. to help me attract different people. Uh, that's why I do social media. But, you know, I spend a lot of money when I go out to take photos, like a taxi ride or subway ride or bus ride. It all adds up. Yeah. And my goal is just to kind of make a little bit back, you know, just at least enough to pay for that, uh, to offset how much money I spend going out to do these kind of things. But, uh, and also, the more I put myself out there, the more jobs I get. Like I just got a, my first job offer this year since the virus started to shoot a, this restaurant in Seoul. They have like five locations in my style. So if I didn't do social media, I'd probably never get these kind of things. And then I just use that money to keep my, keep doing what I'm doing, basically. Do you have any strategies or any kind of like, um, techniques that you found when you're presenting an image online, like it's best to to like hashtag it a certain way or to kind of curate a a platform in a certain way that makes it work better for you? You just need to be consistent. Consistent, so that's one, like keep posting. Yeah, like last, the other week, I saw some guy on Twitter post like, he, he added me, like, at Noe and some other people. Like, how come when I post pictures of neon lights in the rain, no one likes them, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, you just started Twitter, like, last week, and I've been doing it since 2011, you know? It's like, yeah. there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. And it's, like, the only neon pictures they have. They don't they don't have a base. I've been doing it for a long time. I've also noticed um, that as well, but also, so I'm doing my MFA, right, in, in art, and there's another... There's another kind of school of artists that like don't even really engage with online um, kind of uh, presence in a way, and um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of, they just they just kind of want to be discovered. Yeah, the dream, you know. I don't think that works. You know, it's like uh, that's very fantastical. Like, I'm not gonna show my work to anybody, but I just want to be discovered. You know, yeah, like that. Maybe it used to work back in the day, but not anymore. Yeah, I don't even know if it worked back in the day. It was still like yeah. you got connections, right? You got yeah. people. Yeah, it's a different, just a different way. And like, um, what what are like? So with like, with you living in Korea, so you get jobs right as um, in your local area, but you also like all 
I know, well, I don't know, but I think what I've heard, there's also kind of, um, kind of, a online social media things in like in, in, well, I know in China, but like, is there like Korean specific social networks that you engage as well? Or is it mainly the same ones like Instagram and, and, uh, yeah, I mean the same ones, well, the quarters, Korean message boards, sometimes we go into them, uh, but not that often. Yeah. Know, just, um, I just use Korean hashtags and Korean friendly. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I was wondering like what, who's the audience that you're mainly trying to attract? Do you want a global audience? Cause in one of your videos, I think you mentioned you wanted to show off like the kind of the beauty of Korea in a way. Yeah. So, so is it like for Koreans or is it for like attracting just more people like you to travel to Korea or, or just, or just to present awareness, not even to come to it, but just to say like, here's a pretty scene of Korea, maybe do the first few years because i started off blogging about korea and food and stuff okay it, that was a purpose to get more people to come here and to like make them realize that like it's kind of a hidden treasure kind of place because mostly people go to japan and hong kong and tokyo like that and uh but nowadays i kind of just do it for myself you know it's like uh i'm not really trying to impress anyone anymore just do what i want yeah yeah what when when well, I'm going to change gears a little bit here, when you're out shooting and when you're doing your, you know, editing or whatever it may be, like what gets you in the zone to do you, when you're, when you go for a walk or a bike ride to find something to shoot, do you like listen to music or do you keep it, keep it just the sound of the environment or like what helps you stay in the moment of like doing your, finding the best shots? Well, I don't really try to be honest. Yeah. It just kind of happens. It's more like I'm just walking and, uh, if something catches my eye, I'll take it. And then, uh, yeah, I just keep doing that. Yeah. Not really, I guess if I find a few photos in a while, like in a certain amount, after a while I get in the zone. Basically. Yeah. Just, Does there, it, so nothing really helps you get in the zone? Like you don't have like a, a, a music that you like to listen to or anything like that? Like when you're editing, cause I imagine some of your edits take a while, um, yeah. like especially like the anime ones. Um, and do you do like have some a particular type of music you like to listen to while you're doing it, or do you like it quiet? Like, what's your? Oh, I I listen to all kinds of stuff. Like you know the twenty four hour YouTube lo-fi chill. Okay, cool. Yeah, that one with the girl studying, or I just look on YouTube or anywhere on the internet. I just search like lo-fi or eighties Japan city pop or something. All kinds of music, you know. Mm -hmm. what are some of your like what are your some what are like some of the artists or photographers or whoever that get you inspired do you have anybody that you were like really into yourself i did when i first started yeah but these days i kind of just watch anime and yeah. try to recreate like uh even jet is a bad example because that city was destroyed in the anime but <laughs> Just like, I would look at some movies by like my, uh, Studio Ghibli or like Your Name or stuff like that. And then I'll try to recreate those scenes by finding scenes that look similar in mm -hmm. real life. Cool. Uh, so that's basically where I get my inspiration these days. Used to be movies, but now it's mostly animations. Do you want to, 
be do your art full time or are you do you like having the um the the teaching job and and like that break between the two or what what's kind of like goals around your art and that you want to achieve well i never did it to make living okay you know, i just uh i know you did i kind of just do it for myself <laughs> and uh if i make some money from it it's nice but i'm not like actively looking to make money from it it's just It'd be nice if I can sell some prints here or there and I could save that you know, for tacos or something, you know. Cool. But yeah, I don't I don't wanna make it I don't wanna make something I love my job because then I'm gonna hate it. Yeah. And also I like knowing that I have money coming in every month by having a salary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Instead of am I gonna make it next month? Like if I was freelance right now, when the virus hit I would have probably lost my house and you know? all. Yeah. I don't have any money. So, but since I'm a teacher, I got money coming in. Do you have any? Do you have any um, smaller goals? I guess, like something that you've been always been wanting to shoot, or some some place that you want to travel to shoot, or anything like that. Before I got into this kind of photography, I went to Taiwan, and. Uh, I didn't take the photos that I would have taken now, so I want to go back uh, and shoot there, and maybe Singapore afterwards, and definitely Japan again. But I think I I feel like I have to go to those two before I go back to Japan. But it's gonna be a while because uh, the virus. Yeah, yeah. What is where do you like people to discover your work the best? Is it like your Instagram, your kind of your favorite spot, or? What do you? Yeah, I think uh, Instagram is fine because uh, if, they, if they find my Instagram, they'll find my YouTube and they'll find my Twitter. But whichever one, if they find one, they'll find all of them, kind of. If they bother looking, you know. Yeah. It's like nobody bothers to read the profile. You no, know, it's kind of strange, but. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I don't know. I I think I. I mean, I feel like I got it. Um. I, you, you answered all the questions that I had for you, so I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, and um, I'll keep track and keep keep looking at what you're putting out on your. your... Yeah, I'm not sure I'm the most exciting person. I just, uh, I think like artists and all that, they try to sensationalize what they do. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the process yeah. and the <laughs> mysteries and the the stories behind what I do. And for me, it's more like, no, I just walk around and looks good. I looks good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like well, cool. Well, I think, mm -hmm. Oh, nothing. No, no, that's fine. No, no, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Um, I enjoyed it and I, it's glad to get to know you and your, and what you, how you think and what you're, what you're all about. It's, it's pretty cool. So just, uh, do it for yourself. You know, yeah. just do it. Cause, because just because yeah. awesome awesome i'm gonna i'm gonna stop the recording but don't go anywhere all right we made it to the end of another version of the mfa chronicles podcast i normally say version on my other podcast called word on the street anyways it's credit real time thanks a lot for joining the credit reel is where i shout out the patreon supporters mainly uh, i have two uh, Michael Knapp and Rowan Chamberlain. If you want to get in on the credit reel, 
then head over to patreon.com slash the zim and kick down a patreon subscription anywhere from starting from a dollar upward and as well as like i said at the beginning that i'm donating half of my patreon support to um institutions supporting equality basically uh right now we're focused on the the communities of color in our country so that's what i'm doing i'm donating for the rest of the year half of the patreon support so hopefully that's an incentive for you hopefully you feel like yeah i want to support both the podcast and communities of color so check it out patreon.com slash the zim also wanted to mention that you know i don't know if it was apparent on this podcast i don't think we talked about it but when i got a hold of noe he's uh, obviously he's in korea and i'm in san diego usa california usa and uh so that meant there's a time difference so we recorded this podcast my time 1 30 a.m <laughs> and i guess it was 5 30 p.m his time so yeah we worked that out it was interesting and fun but that's what happened there if you uh and also this was the first time really that i invited somebody on the podcast and they said yes that i didn't like know very well at all i just uh, somewhat you know i like their art i like what they're making i wanted to talk to him and see what how it went so really thankful that noe you know could said yes <laughs> we uh i got a hold of him on uh, instagram and and then the rest is history so to speak so yeah that was super awesome i'm hoping to do a lot more of that reaching out to people i follow on instagram and other places and you know i really want this conversation on mfa chronicles to be an open kind of conversation about art in general so not just specific to like san diego state university which you know the majority of it is right now but as time goes on hopefully maybe awareness gets going maybe people start asking to be a part of the podcast or i don't know maybe there's a network will help me discover more people that are interested in being on the podcast so yeah i'll just keep it going so thanks for being here with me and being supportive of the podcast i really appreciate it another way to can support right now as we talked about on the podcast you know we're still in the midst of a pandemic and one of the things that we're doing to help alleviate it is wearing our masks and if you've discovered that you need one you don't have one yet or if you discovered you need more i'm making masks so you can buy one for me i wanted to do it in an what i felt like is an ethical way because i didn't want to take advantage of this moment just for like a capitalistic opportunistic kind of moment i wanted to go i wanted to find a way like i have this ability to make masks and maybe people need them and maybe we can support each other so i'm doing a pay what you can kind of scenario with it and all i require is the amount that it costs to mail it to you i have materials i have the ability to do it so it's not that big a deal in that way but shipping it to you costs a minimum of four dollars so first class mail to anywhere in the states pretty much is about four dollars so if that's all you have then that's all i need however i also am trying to make it a way to support this whole thing pay rent and all that stuff so if you do have more that you can contribute just add that to the to the four dollars and if you want it priority mail if you want it faster it's about eight dollars so 
added on to eight dollars so anywhere between five and like 25 bucks and you can uh get a mask or a few if you need more than one or want more than one i make the the square kind or like the rectangle kind that have the pleats on the sides and they're tie on style if you want a picture to see a picture of them just email me and i will send you a picture and we can do that no obligation just kind of say hey i wanted to see what they look like I used to, I've kind of stopped posting them on eBay. A few months ago, I was posting them on eBay and I got a few people to buy them, but it's really died down. So I haven't got any really interest on them at all. So I've stopped re um, putting them on there. That was the way I would tell people to look at them. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you in terms of that. So just email me, I'll, I'll send you photos so you can see what they look like. They're all made out of organic cotton and well i do have some black i can make all black ones that are not organic cotton but they are still cotton they're a little bit thicker they're like a denim -y kind of material i think they look nice but anyways that's that hit me up if you want a mask if you and you need one and you want to support this whole thing or if you just need one and you want one that i make um yeah let me know and the other way speaking of uh, ebay i've got a bunch of my art listed older art listed on ebay i'm trying to sell these drawing, painting things I made a long time ago. So if you check out eBay, Creator Zim on eBay, you can find a bunch of those listed on there. I've sold a few off of there already. They I haven't listed for a minimum first bid of $5. So if you want to support this whole thing, let me know that way as well. But the big thing with those is I really just want them to be out of my storage. I, I don't want them anymore. I want to trying to reduce the amount of things I have in my life. And I've been carrying these around in a portfolio for a really long time. So I, I just want them to go somewhere where people will um, kind of appreciate them and keep them and maybe frame them and put them on their wall or put them in their collection or whatever they want to do with them. So check it out, Creators Zim on eBay. All right, I think that handles it. Thanks a lot for joining. You know, you can reach out to me. I, I'm on all the places. I'll, I'll list them off here. It's at underscore the Zim on, on Instagram. It's at the Zim S T H on Twitter. It's at underscore or no at the Zim Seattle on Facebook. Uh, the underscore Zim at hotmail.com for just email, straight up email. But yeah, and go to mfachronicles.com for you know a little bit more information, possibly some other. I'm on Twit TikTok. I do the TikTok as well. It's just at the Zim doing that. Uh, so yeah. Oh, oh, YouTube is a big one. YouTube.com slash the Zim video. So check that out. All right. Until next time, be loving, kind and patient and I'll catch up with you soon. All right. Peace.